people now want to engage in a different way. Talent wants to engage in a different way. For us, we look at this and say that, that this is an existential moment, though, where there will be winners and losers in this. So companies that are not adopting workforce strategies in line with the, these forces of the open talent economy will lose. They will get left behind. And there are some companies who are ahead of this already. And are just Welcome, 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 everyone. It is time for Town Experience Live, the show that covers everything that you need to know in talent acquisition, recruiting, talent management, HR, and so much more. I am your host, Devin Foster. And of course, for those of you who were in Philadelphia last week at I Am Phenom, last week we unveiled Phenom X Plus. Uh, talks all about generative AI, how it can help you and your teams in the future. Definitely sign up for the webinar on phenom.com. Moving on through the show, uh, I was able to connect with a few folks at the conference itself. We were able to record some sessions uh, for, of course, Talent Experience Live, and one of which was Jay Early of Pontoon Solutions. We had a fantastic discussion about the open talent economy. But I said, Jay, why don't we have you on the program to discuss live a little bit. We can air the recording. We can talk through that. But there's something about interacting with folks who are watching live. So without any further hesitation, let's bring Jay onto the program. Jay, how are you? I'm good, Devin. Great to see you again. L long time no see. It was, uh, we met Wednesday last week, right? In person in Philly? Just a hair over a week ago feels like another year ago. Yeah, I, I know. I tried to catch up on sleep. I have a 19-month-old at home, um, so I didn't. I didn't catch up on, on any sleep. But it's awesome to have you on the show. Uh, Jay, while we were discussing you know, beforehand, kind of getting prepped, one thing that we, we didn't get a chance to share in the recording was how Phenom and, and Pontoon Solutions really came to, to form this partnership, why it made so much sense. So, of course, being on the marketing side of things here, uh, typically, they don't share with us what happens in these conversations. So I'd love to hear from you. Why Why does this work uh, so well? Yeah, for sure. Um, and uh, what, what uh, will be shared in the recording, what you and I discussed last week, is, um, you know, Pontoon's particular view of the future of work, um, the, these forces that are impacting the industry that we operate in. Um, we've dubbed it the open talent economy, so that's what we'll be talking about later. And so what Pontoon set out to do uh, a few months ago was based on that view we have of the experience talent now expects um, in their career journeys and the needs that companies have to achieve better outcomes, we wanted to find a partner that would help us build a platform that, that in our words, unlocks the open talent economy. And so we, we vetted a number of, um, of companies, a number of technologies. Um, and ultimately, the partnership was struck with Phenom in large part because you have a, a shared view that we do. We may use different terms. We may use different words. Um, but what we found through the process is the two organizations are very aligned in mission and purpose. And, and that was ultimately where our partnership um, or where the decision came from to cement our partnership. 
That, that makes total sense. And I'm, I'm excited about this partnership in the future and, and continuing to, to have you on the program as it grows and, and, and really blossoms. Um, as for, you know, the, the different terminology, I completely understand. I grew up in, in South Jersey. They say water around here. It's not water. It's it's water, bagel, the whole nine birds, um, eagles. So I, I get that there. But it's it's cool to to really share that that same belief system. And I think that's really what separates, um, you know, organizations from from not partnering or potentially finding a great partnership like we have with Pontoon. I want to call out some of the comments in the comment section. I see Jennifer Thomas says she loved the product innovations. Andrea says it was incredible to gather with people once again. Uh, and I am Phenom was a game changer. Uh, Henry, just hands up, excited to be here. Henry, welcome to the program. Melissa says it's a, a great way to say it, talent experience. Um, what do you expect as talent is flexible uh, to work, home, gig work, the whole nine? Uh, I completely agree. And one thing I want to say, Jay, uh, if anyone has any questions throughout the recording or anything like that, we're going to do a live Q&A at the end. So feel free to fire those in there. We promise we will answer them all at the end of the program. Um, Jay, you kind of almost skirted past it there. No one gets on the program without answering the icebreaker question. So did you have a favorite part of, of Philly or I am Phenom itself? Yeah. Uh, for me, there's two parts. So I'm going to go uh, favorite part of Philly. I love Philly. Um, I've spent a lot of time in Philly, uh, worked for a company that was headquartered in Philly. My daughter was born in Philly. So in general, number one, thanks for bringing me back. It was great to be back in the city and, and uh, to spend some time there. My favorite part of the conference was you already alluded to it. Um, the product innovation, um, and I'm, I'll tie this right back to um, to the point I made about our partnership. Um, you guys are pushing the industry forward, uh, but in a really responsible way too. So hearing about how you are embedding AI and machine learning in the tool, um, but with a really rigorous framework for vetting, you know, how and when to use those technologies. Uh, for me, that was the best part. Uh, again, just really solidified the decision we made. Uh, as a company, getting to see that firsthand with you last week. You you are always welcome in the in the city of Philadelphia. If you want to visit us in the booming metropolis outside of Philly in Ambler, you're more than welcome to to join us here as well. But be there I, in two I, weeks. Perfect. Per <laughs> I can't wait. Um, and the water the water is safe for everyone at home. Everything's good. But uh, I want to call attention to what Andrea said. It was nice to meet with folks in person again. The last I am phenom that we had was in 2020. I mean, it was right before the pandemic. It was awesome to get everyone in the same place. Excited for next year. I know we are going to have some some new information coming out around that as well. Jennifer Thomas dropped uh, a little bit of information around the the innovation session. Um, but Jay. We had a great conversation last week. At least, at least I felt that way. I hope you felt the, the same. Um, is there anything else that you want to share before we jump right into to, to really the clip? The one thing that didn't make it on the recording is I also have a four-month-old. So I have, this lame, I have the same sleep deficit you do right now, Devin. We, we talked about it. It just didn't make it into yeah. the recording. No, and I, um, I, I, I feel your pain. Four months uh, old now, 15 months ago, that would be. It feels like six years, Jay, um, <laughs> that has happened. And it, it only escalates. It only goes faster. Yeah. I know, I know. Um, well, awesome. Uh, we will chat more about our, our children at, at the end of this. But for now, um, let's let's air the clip. With Jay Early of Pontoon Solutions. Jay, welcome to the program. Thank you, Devin. Happy to be here. Yeah, awesome. Happy to have you. I we always like to start off the show with kind of a, a silly question. Um, and it's, 
no one really aspires to, to grow up and be in HR, right? You never see that kindergartner on their first day of school saying, what do you want to be with my, when you grow up? And it says a recruiter. That's right. It doesn't traditionally happen. So I have to ask you, how did you, how did you get into the industry? Yeah, and uh, great question. You're, you're exactly right. Um, for those that have been in the, in the industry a while, we now joke that as we've had kids, we are giving them headsets <laughs> in the crib. So maybe we will start growing recruiters. But uh, yeah, it was not in my career plans. Um, in school, in college, for three and a half years, I was studying and preparing to be a high school history teacher and a baseball coach okay. because baseball coaching was the real passion. And then the <laughs> teaching was the job that enabled me to be available to coach. And spring semester senior year, I said, you know what? I don't want to be a teacher my whole life. So what else do I do? Yeah. And met a friend, uh, met a college friend who was already landed a job in recruiting. He said, send me your resume. On Monday, I sent him the resume. On Friday, I had the job. And, and 20 years later. Still, still in it. Yep. Well, I, it makes it, most people, when they want to be a teacher, they want their summers off, right? Baseball, no, no summers off. <laughs> so you're still at school. I can understand. That's exactly right. Um, but so you're now 20 years into the industry. You're working for Pontoon Solutions. What exactly, for the folks at home, yeah. you know, does Pontoon Solutions do? What can, uh, what's the elevator pitch, if you will? Yeah. The quick elevator pitch is Pontoon Solutions helps design workforce strategies, design and implement workforce strategies to help companies achieve better outcomes. Now, down a level, what that looks like are MSP and RPO programs, direct sourcing, uh, SOW services, what we think of as you know the way that folks, uh, that companies get talent into yeah, companies. Absolutely, okay. And today we're talking about the, the open talent economy. The open talent it's, economy. Very uh, existential topic, I would say. Could be open for interpretation. For what sure. does that mean to you? Yeah. Well, first of all, the open talent economy is not something we've created or that we are doing. It exists. Okay. And we are all existing in it. Um, the open talent economy is just the words we've given to the dynamics that we've all been talking about, feeling, seeing, that are impacting companies, talent, the labor market. You know, these things that are that are uh, forces that are exist and are trends under the work we do. What the forces are that we are identifying is that people now want to engage in a different way. Talent wants to engage in a different way. Um, for us, we look at this and say that that this is an existential moment, though, where there will be winners and losers in this. So companies that are not adopting workforce strategies in line with these forces of the open talent economy will lose. They will get left behind. Yeah. And there are some companies who are ahead of this already and are winning. So we are framing this up as there's an old game yeah. and there is a new game. And the old game looks like I have a rec, I have a job title, I have a templated job description, recruiter go fill the rec, and the open talent economy are these, again, these forces and solutions that are needed in this new game. Yeah, I mean, a huge concept at I Am Phenom, where I believe uh, our CEO and co-founder, Mahi Bayaredi, spoke about hiring for personality and teaching skill, right, right. at the end of the day. Um, but when we, we talk about the open talent economy, would you say that this is a newer concept? Is this you know driven by some of the change that we've gone through since the last I Am Phenom back in, in 2020? Or has it been around for a little while and now it's just gaining traction and recognition? Yeah, the latter. It's These were forces that were there that were 
um, heading in this direction. And I think the pandemic accelerated it. Um, yeah, when I started in recruiting uh, 20 years ago, you know, we still were conscious that there were variables in, a, in, a, in job descriptions. There were variables in work. Um, and the, those variables were more uh, varied in importance to each candidate. So some candidates cared more about money, some cared more about the commute time, some cared more about the nature of the work, some cared more about office environment. So these things still existed and were still important to talent. What accelerated in the, in the last three years, largely in part to the pandemic, is number one, there's more abstract variables. So purpose is now incredibly important to individuals. Working for purposeful companies is incredibly important. Career growth, um, the value of the work that we produce. Um, heck, commute is some, maybe somewhat obsolete depending on the organization. Yeah. So the variables have changed and they've become more abstract. And so again, old game, you knew the five things that were inherent in the job. Here's the job description. Here's the experience you have to have. We are in an office five days a week. A week. Here's where our office is. We couldn't change these things. Mm -hmm. The abstraction of some of these variables means we, we have more control. So yeah. we can, as companies, make choices about the way we engage talent to create an experience that people want to say, I want to be a part of this experience, and maybe I can even craft it myself. Yeah. And this is fundamentally different in the last couple of years than it was before. Yeah. It's it's interesting you mentioned purpose there and, and the importance there because I think back to you know, 2018, 2019, it, it felt like the industry was overcome with these culture videos, right? With ping pong tables, beer on tap and everything along those lines. Not that there's anything wrong with that. If if you are looking for that within your, your work experience, we, we're here to provide it. But now, because of the pandemic, because commute may be obsolete, it is more about what is the mission of the company? What are you working to do? Um, how are you giving back? Thing, things like that in between. I, I have to ask you, from the, the perspective of all of this information and everything being digital right now, how much does data play into the role of an, an open talent ecosystem? Well, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's critical. I mean, but that's, you know, that's a backbone of much of just business yeah. today, for sure. But um, how, I, how I would frame that in the open talent economy is take those variables that I just described earlier. We used, we used to be able to define them as the employer. Yeah. Here are the variables of this job. Here are the, the facets of this job. Candidate, do you want this or not? Yeah. And then here's what's required. Do you have this or not? Um, now we need data because we need to we need to know what the important part of the experience is for the talent so that we are doing we are catering our experience um, to attract the talent we want now as a company as, as employers as companies we still need to make choices yeah uh, there are still certain things where we have to define say the culture this is a, this is a good example we have to define the mission and purpose of the organization and so there will still be choices that say this is the direction we're heading and therefore, we won't be a fit for all talent. Yeah. So that's, uh, this is not an idea of we need to be um, best fit for everybody. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the understanding what the candidates we want, so if, you know, the, the, the type of talent we need in our business to achieve better outcomes, understanding what is important to them is mission critical. Yeah. 
No, it's it's interesting that you bring that up because it's almost taboo to talk about in the the HR industry of we don't want every every candidate, right? But I had a conversation months ago with uh, the folks at ChenMed, and they were saying that throughout their talent communities and everything that they push out towards their candidates, it's hey, this is a travel nurse position, right? You are working with elderly folks. We understand that you align with our mission, our purpose of of helping people. But if you're not comfortable in you know, senior homes or anything along those lines, you're probably not going to be a good fit. It's going to be a, not a waste of time for yes. either, but at some point there is going to be a crossroads. So sharing that information. And I think to, to your point, when we look at the candidate journey from, from point A to point B, that data that we talk about could potentially illuminate some of those spots of, all right, for this particular position, we're showcasing our ping pong table. This is an IT role. They may not be interested in that or whatever the, the case may be. Exactly. So are with your clients, do you ever see some of those things like where we're looking at a holistic talent approach because you can see all steps, you can see where there may be some, some kinks in the chain? Yeah, and I would, I would uh, extend that even further to say looking at the, this idea of a holistic talent approach, um, and I'm, I, will, I will acknowledge that this is sort of in, you know uh, encroaching on total talent conversation, which okay. which is a which is a 15 year buzzword <laughs> in our industry that has been elusive and never achieved. But the idea is this: work um, filling jobs is this old game we've described. Yeah. Getting work done is what companies now need to do, and getting work done can happen in a variety of locations at a variety of times by a variety of people, meaning it could be full-time employees, temp employees, freelance employees, it could be a partner organization. The data that tells us, here's where the work is gonna get done best, or here is the organization that is gonna get the work done the best, or here's the location that is gonna get this work done the best, this is the conversation that we're now having with the, co with the companies that are already, their mindset is already in the open talent economy and are already winning in the open talent economy. Organizations that um, still think full-time employment is siloed from contract employment, is siloed from uh, consulting uh, uh, SOW type engagements, yeah. is separate from our partner ecosystem. Yeah. Are, there's, you know, they're still stuck. And that richness of holistic data across that world is will then you know lack these big insights. Yeah. We heard this this morning from uh, uh, one of the keynotes from the CHRO from uh, Kuhnenagel that. Lothar Harris. Lothar Harris. Yeah. yeah. Um, really insightful uh, session this morning. You know, they are already, and they've partnered with Phenom people yeah. on this, to think about the talent acquisition process as a hiring and an internal mobility exercise. Yeah. It, 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 they've combined this. They're not separate things anymore. And I'd say it's a wonderful concept. That's very open talent economy concept. Mm -hmm. And again, it can even be extended further. There's other steps you, uh, an organization can continue to take. Absolutely to think differently about how to get work done in yeah. the organization. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you raise an excellent point. When you think of contract employees and, and part-time employees or, or folks that are hired on for specific projects, sometimes they don't even get company emails, right? And they have to communicate with other individuals in the business. So you're, you're saying that there's a competitive advantage to opening up those lines and not looking at it from a siloed approach. And I think that that makes complete and total sense. And, and when you mention what, what Kuna Nagel is doing, I immediately think of like gigs and things like that, right? right. 
don't prevent a contract an employee or somebody from picking up or helping out in another area of the business, right? That's right. The goal for, I think, most organizations should be to eventually get everyone to that full-time employee because the work has changed, right? We had a conversation a couple weeks ago on the show about how the, the nine to five is almost extinct, right? People work their own hours. They work at different times of the day. Um, it, it's not that traditional commute. The commute may be extinct in Maybe, some way, shape, yeah. or form. So if you bring someone on who maybe is just looking to get back into the workforce for a part-time position, all of a sudden they have some experience to to grow and, and blossom, right? We, we talk about employees being a lot like plants, right? They're not going to grow unless you give them sunlight, water, and the whole nine. You have to show them other opportunities to grow. Now, you talked at, at the beginning of the show a little bit about companies maybe not being successful if they don't adopt that. Are there any early signs that you've seen of organizations, and you don't have to name names here, I promise, um, but organizations where they're kind of you know, putting their feet in the sand and saying, we're sticking to brick and mortar, nine to five commute, contracted employees are separate from project employees who are separate from full-time employees, and is it beginning to affect their businesses? Yeah, and, and again, I'll, one thing to clarify is, you know, if a company says we are nine to five in an office five yeah, days a yeah. week, fair choice for them to make, mm -hmm. there's trade-offs. Yes. And that's, you know, cool, we just have to acknowledge the trade-offs. But again, that to me is the, that may be their culture. Um, but, but, um, but to the heart of your question, yes, where, where there still is too much rigidity in thinking about um, in order for us to achieve our objective, Therefore, I have to fill a requisition of this type. They are just limiting their access to talent. Yeah. Um, the idea um, where, where, where we see this going, where we believe you know, companies need to get to in the open talent economy is being more focused on the outcomes that the business is trying to drive. So if I'm a shareholder or if I'm a product owner mm -hmm. um, or heck, if I'm, a, if I'm a teller in a bank, Came, my, my background is hugely financial services, so <laughs> I fair. often revert there. Um, you know, I, then I'm really responsible for driving a certain outcome for my customer. We all have customers. Yeah. And organizations that are clearer with the talent they're bringing in of achieve these outcomes. When, where, and how, I don't care. Mm -hmm. um, and if you prefer to do it in a freelance model or a temp model, because that fits your lifestyle, great. All I care about is the outcome. Yeah. They are getting a wider, they are getting wider access to talent. They mm -hmm. are opening those doors to, to more and more of this, uh, of the labor that wants to work in that, in, in this flexible model or have more control yeah. over the way they work. That makes sense. It, it's interesting you bring up the, the bank teller scenario because I had a conversation about chat GPT a, a few weeks ago. I don't know if you, you heard the episode, but it, if you're familiar with the Philadelphia area where I am Phenom is right now, there's Mac machines, right? Money access centers. So even the evolution of the bank teller role has changed now where people don't necessarily go in to cash their checks. It's for some of those more intimate conversations of, hey, I'm looking to get a loan. I want to, to get a mortgage, whatever that may be. I have uh, not the best financial pass where I used to always go in and say, hey, I overdrafted my account again. I think we've, <laughs> we've all been there. Um, but neither here nor there, it, these, the, the evolution has changed. And 
technology is assisting us more and more. So when we you know, talk about AI in the workforce and a business focusing on that end goal, it allows us to reflect on you know, what we're looking for from a workforce and how that workforce works. There were trends online, I'm sure you saw it on LinkedIn last year and the year before, where it's you have to change your job every three years in order to get a salary bump and, and things like that. I don't think that that is necessarily the case for everyone. And I think it's going to change the way we look at organizations. And to your point, maybe those folks who need to change jobs regularly in order to find that, they're looking for freelance roles. They're looking for yeah. whatever that may be. And organizations will will adapt in order to find the right workforce. Um, anything that we potentially missed? Any closing thoughts that, that you wanted to share about the, the open talent economy that I may not have mentioned? Well, you were you were uh, tiptoeing around one right there, and this yeah. is you know AI and how this is yes. impacting. Yeah. Uh, and and let's you know bring it home. I mean, impacting what we do, impacting matching talent with where the outcomes are needed. Um, and, and that's the key point is this is just making all of our, um, this is empowering us to be more focused on what are the important decisions we have to make? Yeah. What are the important conversations we have to have? You know, again, alluding to a, a, a customer in a, in a banking environment, it may not take away the need to talk to somebody yeah. in a bank branch, but the idea is that that interaction now is about decision making and not about yes. the transaction. Yeah. And so the same is true in our world and the same is true in the partnership that Pontoon and Phenom are, are venturing into is mm -hmm. thinking about how can AI make the work we do, the, the sourcing and recruiting and, and getting talent to the point where it is needed to achieve an outcome. And it is just that it is empowering our people to be more value added in the decision making process and not the transaction process. Absolutely. Um, and it's a super exciting time to be to be doing this together. And, and um, uh, obviously you guys are, uh, we see Feed on People as industry leader in this space, which is part of the reason that we joined this partnership. Mm -hmm. But the idea is that we're gonna push each other yeah. as, you know, into this new open talent economy and continue to find new solutions for the companies that are willing to say, yeah, we see it, we agree, that this is happening. We agree we need to change the way we do things. You know, help guide us there, help walk with us on this, you know, co-created journey. Yeah, uh, we, we certainly are excited. And I, I love that last little bit that you said there where it is about the conversation at the end of the day. We spend so much time talking about how AI removes the mundane tasks from recruiters' lives, quite frankly, from our personal lives as well. I can ask the lady in my watch to set an alarm for me tomorrow and it'll be done, right? That's right. Um, but it gives us that opportunity as things shift and as things change to really discuss the gray area, right? Discuss the things that we mentioned at the top of the show, the purpose of you know the organization, the candidate and what motivates them if they're going to be a good fit, not just from a skill set perspective or years of experience, but the overall work environment, right? That's right. The experience that we have to create under, I mean, that's the, the that is what unlocks this yes. for companies is creating the candidate, the optimal candidate experience mm -hmm. and, and having people in the organization still prepared to act and engage. It's a, still a people business. Yeah. I mean, it, we are absolutely still in a people <laughs> business saying, you know, the, the idea that we're breaking down old game silos of here's a wreck, fill it with a person mm -hmm. doesn't mean this is not a people business. It yeah. still is about the talent. So creating that optimal experience 
is the the underpinning success of this. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's always funny to when people panic about artificial intelligence, and especially in the recruitment industry, because when you think of I'm going to call customer service, there's automated voice messaging systems That's for right. you, right? right? Press one to to do this. I don't know if anyone at home knows this. You can spam the zero button and it will connect you to a human if, if you want to. Like go to. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so the uh, there's still that human element and that will always be the case. You can't have a, a – chatbots do a tremendous amount of wonderful things. You can't get to know someone's personality, I think, truly from that um, because people are going to answer what they think is the right answer. That's the – nature of the beast in the recruitment industry. It's how can I answer this question to get the job, right? Yep. And I think even from an inverse, and this is a whole nother topic, but recruiters are, how can I ask this question so it doesn't scare this candidate away, right? You're both kind of playing that that selling game, but this is has been a fantastic conversation. Yeah, I'm rambling a bit here. Um, anything to add there? No, no I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you're you're spot on in that. Going down that thread could yeah. get us into a whole nother episode. Oh, 1,000%. Happy to join you for that one in yeah, the future. Yeah, we will have to have you back. Um, before we go, where can folks go to, to learn more about the partnership between Phenom and, and Pontoon Solutions and Pontoon in general? Yeah, so I mean, pontoonsolutions.com has, uh, uh, you know, whole um, has, has our vision and view of open talent economy, yeah. but stay tuned to the socials. Okay. We'll have we'll have this posted yeah. and... and uh, Pontoon, uh, Pontoon Solutions is putting out a lot of content for what the open talent economy means to talent, what it means to companies, and solutions that we're putting out there to help them achieve better outcomes. Awesome. Look forward to that. We'll include it in the blog recap and as well as in the, the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. Thank you, Devin. Appreciate it. Jay, I, I think we did a solid job there. No no cuts. We didn't have to cut anything out. It's one straight, fluid conversation. What do you think? Nothing left to be said. See you later, man. <laughs> no, perfect. Um, we did we did get some questions uh, that I do I do think um, really paint a, a nice picture. So Casey asks, what's the best piece of advice for a company uh, transitioning from a talent or a traditional talent ecosystem into an open talent economy. Any any words there? The the one yes, I, and and that is a great question. Um, I touched on it very briefly in the recording, which is awesome. And I I saw that question come in, and it was right before we addressed it. So, Casey, you, you may have heard something in there that already answered your question, but I'll expand a little bit more. Um, for me, I'd start with focusing on the outcomes you are trying to achieve. Um, the, the idea of, um, of, of, I just want to, I know that I know that I don't have the skills I need, or I know that I don't have enough people that I need. So let me define the experience I want to bring in. Um, that's old game. The new game is what am I trying to achieve? What are the outcomes I have been tasked with doing? And then from there, okay, so what skills do I need to achieve these outcomes? Thinking of it this way opens that door to, as we've discussed, maybe I can do it with freelancers. Maybe I do need to hire a full-time employee because this is a long-range outcome. Maybe it's a, a contractor. Maybe I need. Maybe this, the the outcomes I'm trying to to achieve are so great that I need to bring in a partner to do this. Mm -hmm. But that's the starting point: is what what are the outcomes I'm trying to achieve? One of the things um, that we have started thinking about internally, and of course, when we think about it internally, we you know. We think about it for our customers as well is you know starting jobs that way starting job descriptions that way 
Um, and if and if you know if you start to think in that way, then you already are just open to more possibilities for how to achieve those outcomes than the starting point being uh, a rec and a job description. That ma that makes total sense. Um, one one other question that, that kind of came through. It was a comment that uh, you know first of all said great topic. Uh, you know, new game versus old game. Everything you were mentioning there, but. The last part is the folks who aren't adopting this new game are going to be left behind. I want to ask you, what do you think it looks like to be left behind? Is that strictly dollars and cents where stock prices will plummet or something down the line? Or is it more so we'll kind of get that feel of, all right, this organization is cutting edge and they're prepared for the future versus an organization that may not be. The reason I ask, obviously, ton of conversation around AI, especially in the, the talent world with GPT this, GPT that, uh, you know, everything in between. So uh, what does it look like from your perspective? Uh, yes. It, the, the first, the first um, symptom would be not having the talent in the organization that you, that, that you need to achieve uh, whatever it is that you are in pursuit of. So from a, from a shareholder's perspective in a company, that may mean tanking stock price. From a product manager's perspective, that may mean not getting the releases out in time that you know we said we would, or that the business is asking us um, to do it. It may just it may look like companies where it's painful to work. It's it, you feel like it's we struggle to get work done, um, and it, it, it again it all points back to because we are not thinking about talent in a fluid, holistic way. We are still trying to work in silos and yeah, we, we are doing work. We are very busy. We may even be getting work done, um, but it may just be, uh, it, it may be more painful. Um, I would, I would also say the opposite is true or, or, or think about it from the other perspective as well. What does it look like to win the new game? Um, and, and this is, as you described already though, these are dynamic companies and it doesn't have to be dynamic in, it doesn't just mean Silicon Valley companies. A lot of the companies that we are working with where we see them already adopting this are blue chip companies. It doesn't just have to be new tech, exciting uh, companies. There are companies that have been around for hundreds of years who have adopted this yeah. mentality, but it creates a dynamic way of working in their organization, a place where people want to be a part of, a place where people feel mission oriented. And look, dynamic organizations produce great results. Um, yeah. And that's what winning in this, in the new game looks like. No, I, to, to use a, a baseball analogy, cause I, I know you're a fan. I think of the pitch clock right this year in the MLB um, where a huge risk, right. To, to change the game as a whole, but they looked at the overall landscape and said, our games are going on too long. I don't know if you're a fan or not. So I, I apologize for making this assumption on the pitch clock, you're good. <laughs> um, but they looked at the landscape and where, you know, folks' attention spans are headed and that they had to speed up the game a little bit. And this was something that they could implement. Could have completely backfired. But if to use a keynote speaker's terminology from IM Phenom, uh, it's a loon shot, right? It's let's take this risk. Let's try and push forward to bring in a, a new, you know, set of eyeballs. And I think what you're saying is doing that for talent as well is we have to push the envelope, change our mission statement, make it resonate with this new crop of talent in order to continue to grow as an organization. I, I want to call out this next question from, from Jeff, which I think is a, a nice segue. And he asks, who, who do you think this applies to precisely? And I, I, 
I, Jeff, if, if I'm wrong here, I think he may be asking if it's a generational thing, if this is really changing because of Gen Z and Gen X coming in and, and all of this, this new crop of talent, or is it just the way the world is, is moving to based on technology? Yeah, I, um, I do not think it is uh, limited to uh, generations. Um, uh, it, it may be, um, I mean, if we look at the broad swath of talent, it is a, it is a we're talking about a very diverse, broad brush um, group of people here. So I, I absolutely do not think this is just a generational force. If this were just a generational force, we wouldn't, be, we wouldn't all as employers, as companies be feeling it so immensely. Um, I, I will actually, I will extend your analogy and, and, um, kudos to you. This is why you're a good host, Devin. You played right, you played right to my sweet spot bringing up baseball. I'm shocked you did it before I did. Um, this is, this is a perfect example. This is, this is analogous in a sports world for sports fans out there of what old and new game looks like. If you consider how popular and how dynamic the NFL is and how it has skyrocketed in earnings in popularity, in viewership, it is because they have adopted what we could equate to new game mentality of their own sport. Whereas baseball was stuck in the mud, totally resistant to change, wanting to do things the way they continue to do. And, and in those and all those same uh, paradigms of measuring popularity, they have fallen behind, likely third at best as a, as po a popularity sport in the U.S. when they used to be number one. Um, it's a, that was a wonderful analogy. And, and uh, again, the idea of what does what does winning look like? What does dynamism look like? It, it is the NFL in this analogy is a perfect example of that. Um, now, as a big baseball fan, they've completely crushed it with this rule change. It's uh, it's it's turned the sport around. I predict that in uh, in our lifetime, we will see baseball be the number one sport in America again. I, I think so as well. I mean, outside of the pitch clock, I, to to bring this in another analogy here is, you remember day games? You one o'clock in the afternoon, you throw. On the, there's a lot less, and it's because folks are you know working at all hours of the day. There's no more lunch breaks. People aren't taking you know their their sales folks or their right. potential customers prospects to day games. Um, and I think a lot of that is because we're also separated, right? We saw that during the pandemic. Um, and, and that's the business aspect of it. But to your point, speeding up the game, putting more nighttime games on television, you're reaching a broader audience. And we all love to have that that water cooler talk in the morning. So uh, I appreciate that, that you liked my my analogy. I had to throw you, you know, a fastball down the middle so that you could crank <laughs> it out of the park. <laughs> um, but it, it, I, I think we're all headed towards towards this trajectory to, to your point where we all want to reach as many folks as we can, whether it be eyeballs for, for baseball or talent. Um, and I, I have to ask you, are there any other parting shots that, that you want to to add to this overall flow of where really the work world is going, the future of work? Yeah, it's there's there's not a, a start and end to this. Again, these are the forces that we are um, that we are we are uh, impacting all of us in the work we are trying to do in the the um, uh, outcomes our businesses are trying to achieve um, from our perspective as a company who does design and implement workforce strategies. I mean, this is square in our in what we do every day, but no company is immune to these forces. Um, yeah. You know, we are all impacted by them. So 
there's not a start and end point to this. And again, open talent economy is not something we are doing. We are trying to help companies better understand how to achieve better outcomes and how to get the skills in their organization at the right time, right price, right location yeah. um, to, to do that. Um, but it's ongoing. You know, there's there's um, there's not a point where we say, OK, open talent economy has ended. You know, it's the, um, it'll evolve into something else again in the future. And those that adapt yeah. to whatever that next um, force or trend will continue to be the winners. But this is absolutely the one that is, you know, the immediate opportunity and or threat, depending on which side of the uh, of the idea you take. Yeah. I, to, to call out uh, Jenna's comment in the comment section, it's continuous iteration, right? And I think the reason why organizations should look to, to pontoon solutions and, and what your offerings are is because it's tough to break habits, right? It, it is a challenge to, you know, when your new year's resolution comes out and you're like, I'm going to go to the gym every morning or I'm going to run. It's tough to break break habits. You can do it for a little while, but sometimes you need that encouragement. You need that expertise on how to get up in the morning and, and get those things achieved. And when we look at it from a, a work perspective, um, folks are, are creatures of habit. They're, they're used to doing things a certain way. And when we talk about an open talent uh, economy and the fact that it isn't going to end, it is going to, we are going to continue to change, to continue to adapt, to continue to evolve. Um, I, I am excited to, to continue to hear all the great things that the Pontoon Solutions are doing and, and excited about the partnership in the future as well, Jay. Same. Awesome. Same well, Thank, thank you so much. Um, we'll have to do this again. Um, maybe we could do it live during a baseball game um, before they're all on at nighttime. I'd love to do that. I could, I could do a whole lot of these on baseball. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's stick to open economy. That's, that, that's fair. Um, all right, cool. Jay, well, enjoy the, the rest of your week and enjoy your, your weekend as well. And uh, once again, if, if you're looking for more uh, information around Pontoon Solutions, pontoonsolutions.com, correct? Correct. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Well, enjoy your weekend. Intelligent Talent Experience platform, which helps candidates find the right roles faster. Employees evolve in their current roles and beyond. Recruiters achieve some next level productivity and managers build better teams with data and analytics. And of course, all of this is powered by super slick artificial intelligence and machine learning. So head on over to phenom.com to learn more. While you're there, check out the promo for I am Phenom. It is right on the homepage. Don't be afraid to click on it. See who keynote speakers are going to be. See what session tracks are happening and everything in between, including networking and party.